Hello, hello, and this is Lady L, and you're listening to Wickedly Bewitching Podcast, a podcast about a millennial witch practicing witchcraft in the modern world. Tonight is Supernatural Saturday, and because of the hour that it's being launched, I guess we can say we're in Sunday. So last Supernatural Saturday, we discussed when I had my first supernatural experience with the other side, paranormal activity in my own home. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about different activities that have happened, but also ways that can protect you. So I have had experiences my whole entire life. Something has always happened, whether it's interacting with something physically moving or a sound or visually seeing something. I've always had an interaction with the other side. I guess you can say it's kind of a thing for my family. I actually found out quite a long time ago, which I briefly mentioned before, is that I have a grandparent who actually can see the other side just the same way I can. And I thought I was alone in this until an incident had happened where I was visiting And I was actually asked if I can sense anything that my grandmother had also sensed, but I had no clue. We saw and felt the same things. Me and my grandmother are very alike, but unfortunately I don't live close enough to her. So it was kind of neat that whatever I was relaying turned out to actually be the same thing that she was relaying back as well. That moment in time, I felt like I wasn't alone. Like I was the only weirdo in my family, so to speak. I mean, it's not something you talk about with people. Hey, do you see that over there? No? Okay, just me? That kind of conversation can often get people locked up. (laughs) Or on meds. And I'm not saying that that's not the case for everybody. However, for me, I just felt like I was really alone. I didn't know if anybody else saw or felt or interacted the same way as I did to the world around me, and I was already kind of a black sheep to begin with in the first place. So as time went on, I just let these experiences happen. I would ignore them or chalk it up to, oh, and maybe I'm just seeing something or, well, if nobody else is seeing it, then I mean, there might be something wrong with me. And as time progressed and as more knowledge came to me and I looked more into it and I started reading more books and talking to more people, I started to realize that I wasn't alone. So much so that I stopped being so quiet about it and stopped being so ashamed. I even talked about it with my own parents. And my parents aren't exactly one that are open to really the paranormal supernatural side. One is very, very, very atheist. 
and the other one is very, very religious. So I have two spectrums on two extreme ends. So when you talk about these sort of things, the atheist just wants to chalk it up to something more scientific, more rational. Maybe you didn't sleep enough. Maybe, you know, you might be hallucinating because you're tired. Who knows? Whereas the other one just didn't want to hear it. My grandfather ended up getting Alzheimer's. Well, he didn't catch it, but he ended up having Alzheimer's. And he was at a stage in his life that he was transitioning to go on to the afterlife. And my mom had a very spooky situation. She actually used a baby monitor to watch him while it was nighttime. That way she can see if anything happened. And it also would alert alert her if there was any movement out of the square, out of the box. He wasn't very mobile anymore. He couldn't get up out of bed and leave. But one night, my mom, half awake, half asleep, rolled over and decided to look at the monitor. Well, she started to wake up. But then she noticed that there was somebody in the room that was rather short and it kind of shook her and spooked her. So she sat right up and obviously was absolutely awake and stared straight at the monitor and was like, somebody is talking to my dad. Now, my mom has at least seen enough horror movies and my mom is a huge true crime fan. So in that moment, she was not going to go downstairs and investigate it because she didn't have anyone else in the house outside of my grandfather. And that was just not an option for her. So instead, she rolled over, put a blanket over her head, breathed really deeply, and then just focused on getting back to sleep. The next day, she did ask my grandfather and he had no clue what she was talking about. But then he ended up making a comment saying that he was talking to a man. So for the longest time, my mom felt that it was a man. But when she told me the story, I actually said, I think it's Oma. Oma was short, much shorter than my grandfather, had curly hair, and just the body position and the shape of the body, the shadow figure, uh, it sounded like my grandmother. Flash forward... I'm actually getting married the same year my grandfather was passing away. Actually, we chose the same date that my grandparents had got married. So that every time when we celebrate our anniversary, we're also celebrating the love that my Oma and Opa had for each other. And I purposely picked this. Actually, I'm so close to my grandfather that I actually named my firstborn son after him. So, we were getting married in the summertime and just about a week before I was to get married I had a dream two days before he passed in my dream it was disturbed or interrupted I guess you could say by my Oma and my Oma told me not to worry that her and Opa will be there for my wedding and I was alarmed and shocked I hadn't had my Oma ever come to me in my dreams. So I turned to her and I was like, how is that possible? I get how you can be there. But Opa isn't gone yet. He's still alive. Two days later, he had passed away. 
on the day that we had flown out to get married, because we had gotten married at a location wedding, they were burying my grandfather. Everything matched up in accordance to if he was to come and visit me. It was perfect timing for him to attend my wedding. It was the most unbelievable experience of my life. On the day of my wedding, everything leading up to it was nothing but a big mess and wreck. I had no longer had my best friends there. All of them had different things going on, different turn of events in their life that they couldn't be there. The person who stood in my wedding used to be close to me, but at the time period, we were actually phasing out a relationship. So it was a very interesting time period. Everybody was fighting for the few days leading up to it. Everybody was upset. They were exhausted, agitated, emotions were high. And I thought for sure our wedding would just be a big disaster, a drama festival of emotions and hurt feelings. And I didn't want to deal with it. I had just had my grandfather pass away. I was carrying on grief and I had a lot going on in my own life that dealing with this added drama was not something I wanted to deal with. Surprisingly enough, that whole day, it was as if nobody cared about any drama and everybody was happy. It was an amazing moment. It literally felt like my grandparents were there the whole entire time. It was the best feeling ever. Dealing with the supernatural, those who have passed on don't always have to be a very intense experience like my first experience. We don't all get cups floating in the air with water being spilt on you or actually hearing somebody speak to you. Sometimes they can come in dreams and sometimes you can have just a sense of knowing and knowing that somebody is going to pass on. My mom works in the healthcare industry and she actually is there for where a lot of people pass on. At first she found her job to be very difficult. It was a very intense job, stressful. It was sad too because she had to hold hands for many people who had passed on. And then finally one day she realized that she is literally there to help them as they go on, that she's the last person that they get to see. And so she kind of sees herself as a death angel. She's there to make sure the transition is easy. She's there to make sure that it's not filled with any sadness. And she's there to make them, not make them, but be there when they pass away so that they're comforted and they're not doing it alone. That's something that I think is amazing for those who are essential workers out there having to hold those hands so that when the person passes away, they're not alone. It's a difficult task. And spirits can actually stay along because it was a very difficult pass. Sometimes a memory or an imprint or the actual energy of the person is left behind. Sometimes I've been in places where there's been such a traumatic event that they actually leave an imprint that repeats itself. Meaning those ghost stories that you hear, those spirit stories where the person is wearing all white, the dress is in 
white and paces up and down the hallway. I feel like that is actually something where it's an imprint. There was an intense amount of emotions, a repetition, something that would cause a spirit to continue that same pathway. And so they do what they always do. They pace the corridors, they check the watches, they check the clocks, they clean up rooms, so on and so forth. They do it because it's become such a habitual thing for them in their life when they were alive that they don't realize that they have passed on. And sometimes spirits don't realize they've passed on and they are stuck in this kind of a loop. There's always a different story or a different reasoning, a different why. I've had some experiences where I've had dreams of people who have passed on that have given me a message after they passed on and have given me a message that involves them passing on. And it's all been very interesting. So sometimes I feel like I just need an extra protection. I want to make sure that my area, my space feels protected and that I feel protected, especially when I do workings where I'm interacting with intention to interact. It's always important to really protect yourself. So let's do a little bit of an exercise on how to protect yourself. I want you guys to take a nice deep breath in, in through the nose. Mm. You don't have to make that sound. And then I want you to take a deep exhale out of your mouth. Another inhale through the nose. Feel your lungs fill up from the top all the way down to the bottom. And exhale out. This time you're gonna go from the bottom and you're pushing out all that air out to the top like a tube of toothpaste. Breathing in, you're blowing up the tube of toothpaste. Breathing out, you're folding it down. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Now every time you breathe in, you're going to feel energy coming through a gold cord from the top of your head. This gold cord is connected to the universe. It goes through your crown chakra, connects to your third eye, through your throat chakra, and it goes out where your heart chakra is. As you take another deep breath in and another one out, another gold cord is connected. This time it's coming up through your feet from the ground, up through your base chakra, your solar plexus and your sacral, actually your sacral and your solar plexus and it meets again up in your heart. At your heart, the two 
cords connect. Every time you breathe in, you take the energy from the universe as it goes through your body. Every time you breathe out, you're breathing out any negativity, any part of your body that may feel stiffed, any joints that feel unflexible, any worries, stress, anything that may feel negative to you. Breathing in through your nose, to out through your mouth. So as you breathe, the gold cord connects to each other at its heart. The energy comes out and it goes all around you. It creates either a gold or white egg. This egg surrounds you and just you. The egg starts at the heart and slowly expands, goes over the throat and the solar plexus, then over the sacral and the third eye, then the root and the crown, down past your feet, past the tips of your fingers, as if you were stretched out like a tree. Think of this shell like the shell of an egg. Any moment you could easily crush it, but the egg has such strength. The egg does not allow anything in to penetrate the soft, delicate, fragile yolk. The yolk can bounce around and cause mayhem and anarchy in it, but the yolk only chooses to do that because the only energy within that egg is just the yolk. The only energy that is allowed within the egg is your own. If you choose to let anything in, you're going to create just a window, a window that you can close at any time and a window that you can allow you to see what energy you would like in your egg. If you're using it to connect with a loved one, you can imagine them there. If they don't come there when you call them, then it's not the time to connect with them. So as this egg wraps around you, everything inside that egg is of your own thoughts, your own energy, your own frequency, and the rest of the world are on the other side of the egg. You're protected there. You feel safe there. This egg was created from Mother Earth and from the universe, connecting together at the heart to form love. From that love wraps around you. You can expand the egg to include an altar, to include people around you, your house, your home. It's up to you and it's up to the energy that you can make out of it. I use this egg when I go out in the world and the chatter of everyone's minds affects my way of interacting. That I hear more of what's going on in their heads and I forget that you can't talk to their heads. It freaks people out. 
<laughs> so this keeps all the voices and the chatter and the energy. It also protects you from anybody who is a psychic vampire, keeping their energy at bay. Say thank you. Thank you to the universe for providing energy to help protect you, to allowing you to be given information from the divine, information that may be needed for you. Say thank you for Mother Earth for healing your wounds, the wounds that may have cut deep and left scars on your soul. Thank them for healing those scars so that you will not always be reminded by the pain that was inflicted. Thank you for healing that part of you so that you can go forward in this world at a place of love and a place of light, a place coming from the heart chakra. As you see the gold cords connecting, take note to the strength that each chakra has. If you notice that some of your chakras are dimmer than the other ones, it's not as bright, not as vivid. Take note that that might be a chakra that you might need a little bit of extra help with. Ask the universe and ask Mother Earth if they can help you in those chakras. Help pull the energy down so that all your chakras have the same kind of energetic feeling. Take a deep breath in and out. And know that you are loved. That the universe has an unconditional love. That no matter what, the universe always has you. Is always there for you. Even when it seems like it's getting too hard and too unbearable. And that you're not sure if you're alone. And if you'll have that safety net. The universe doesn't want you to suffer. I don't want you to suffer. The universe is here at any moment that you need. Mother Earth is here to help heal, to help take in your pain. Don't worry. They are here, we are all connected, and you are not alone. We're all here for you. You are enough. You are a wonderful and great person. You're a good person and you do deserve good things. When you're ready, wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingertips, wiggle your nose, wiggle the tips of your hair. Just kidding. Your hair doesn't have muscles. Unless you're an octopus. But those are tentacles, not hair. Move your arms and your legs around. Move your tushy around. Feel yourself dancing and moving. Now you have a protective egg. One that will keep you protected energetically 
not physically, so don't do anything wild and crazy. This is a technique that I use often to help me. I also tend to, like I've talked before in the past, I put salt in the corners of our house, and I do a few other things using salt. I also make little jars that I can stick in my pocket or bags, and I fill them up with herbs, but we'll get to that another day. So, when it comes to interacting with the supernatural, it's good to know to always be respectful. And I'll say this every single time we talk about it. It's not nice to be mean to somebody, whether they're alive or have passed on. In the same breath, remember, this is your dimension and your place. So I hope tonight has given you some insight to some wonderful things. Next week, we'll discuss more on Supernatural Saturdays, some more spooky stories. I'll tell you about my experience at a very spooky hotel. It's probably one hotel that I hope that I get to go to in the future. It's a fantastic, amazing hotel, and it's in Victoria, and I definitely suggest everybody to go to it. But we'll talk more about that later. We'll also discuss some other fun techniques and some things that you can do to help have a better understanding. I'll give you some books and some other little timbits. Again, it's always very important to be safe. A chainsaw isn't dangerous if you give it to an experienced adult, but if you give a chainsaw to a four-year-old, that chainsaw can be absolutely dangerous. And when it comes to working in the spiritual world, and it comes to working with witchcraft, some of the things that I practice are not dangerous. However, if you don't have the experience and the knowledge and the know-how, it can be absolutely dangerous and you can get yourself into a pickle. Not all spirits are going to be cuddly, warm and inviting. I've actually lived with a spirit that honestly, for lack of better terms, wanted me to fudge off. And that's because he just wanted to do his own thing. So we made an agreement and I stayed out of his way for half the house and he stayed out of mine. I didn't try to cross him over because he really didn't have an interest. He had lived at that house his whole life and there was such a great divine connection to it. The other really cool thing when it comes to spirits, and we'll get more into that later on, is some of the ways that you can actually feel them. Because, like I said, it's not always visually seeing them or them saying something to you. Or in the case where my mom was, is seeing an image on a screen as opposed to an image in a physical form. I think that for your next week, take some time and connect with your own ancestors. Give them thanks for the knowledge that they have passed down through lineage 
whether it's things that are positive or negative, it's still knowledge. It's knowledge for you to not repeat those things or whatever the information came for you. It's knowledge that you can pass down yourself, but it's always great to say thank you and to show appreciation. Some ways of saying thank you is if you know their favorite meal, you can always make them a plate and give them a plate and say thanks. If there is flowers or herbs or a certain scent, you can give them an offering that way. Set something up on your altar. We always have something set up during Halloween or Samhain. And that's when I do most of my connections. Although this year I've been trying to connect a lot more than I usually do. Some other things that you can do is light an incense, say a prayer, read their favorite poetry. Connecting to our ancestors are important because it's through our ancestors that we learn the most. So I hope that tonight treats you well, that you're all snuggled in, that you feel a little bit extra protected and a lot more loved. And don't forget, this Wednesday, on Witchy Wednesday, we go into some recipe sharing. And I'm actually gonna talk about the moon. The moon is probably one of my absolute favorite things. The moon and water. Water has such amazing power and it's so wonderful. And I'm one of those people that have a buttload of bottles of water that I have gotten from various different types of locations during different moon cycles. I collect moon water. It's my favorite thing. And recently, I started to actually make actual moon salt, which is like super cool. So we'll get more into that and I'll give you some different tips and tricks on how to create your own moon blends. So be well, witches, and I cannot wait to chat with you again on Wednesday. So stay tuned for every Wednesday, we do Witchies Wednesdays, and every Saturday evening, we do Supernatural Saturdays. This is Lady L, and you were listening to Wickedly Bewitching Podcast, a podcast about a witch practicing witchcraft in a very modern world. Good night, and blessed be.